Good morning everyone, it's day two of the challenge. Now, we need to focus on the basics, right? Don't, some of you are gonna feel overwhelmed, some of you are gonna feel like, ah, I'm on the, I'm, I've just downloaded this app, I'm doing this masterclass, I'm listening to a podcast, I'm doing a task. You have to focus on things in day segments, otherwise it all becomes overwhelming. You don't learn to drive a car on the first day, you likely nearly crashed it. Like, how the hell am I gonna drive a car like it's nothing? Now, most of you can drive a car like it's second nature, you don't have to think about it. Every single thing you learn starts with quite a rough learning curve and then it becomes easy. And I'm telling you, once you pass the learning curve with the app and understanding, it becomes easy. A few minutes a day on the app is all you need. Now, there was a chat with Alex last night and uh, asked a question, you know, what, what are you struggling with or what you want to do for the next four or five weeks? And there's a few topics I want to cover because I think they're important. Um, so a few people like, you know, more worried about food, now, I asked this question on the survey, all right, about Slimming World, and I covered this last week, but some of you be new, and the, t- the question was, um, where is it? Okay, do you think this statement is true? As long as you're in a calorie deficit, you lose fat, no matter the food you eat. You know, 47% said it's true, 42, 40.2% said it's not true, and a lot of people were like, maybe it's true, maybe it's not true. It is 100% true. You cannot escape the fact, if you are in a deficit, which means you are not consuming as many calories as you need to, to basically function that day, total daily energy expenditure, your total accumulation of energy you need to use for your body to do everything in that day, say is 2,000 calories. If you're not eating 2,000 calories, and you're in a deficit, your body must get those calories from somewhere. And luckily we've got a mechanism in our body that takes it from our fat stores and all of us have got stored fat away, stored energy away to use in those circumstances. And if you're not careful and you're not eating enough protein and training, it'll also break down muscle at the same, as well. It'll break down muscle maybe at the same time or afterwards or before it, when it gets too much, it'll break muscle down as well for energy. So the body will break down fat and muscle for energy, mainly fat if your diet or your macros are on point, right? That is a fact. Nothing else matters in that point, in terms of the fact. You could say, yeah, but hormones make a difference. Yeah, hormones might be dic- make a difference, but I'm still saying that they're still in a deficit. They're in a deficit also including the changes the hormones would have had to their calories in versus calories out. Does that make sense? Like, I'm in. if I was officially in a deficit... I will be burning fat, net, at the end of the day. Maybe some muscle as well, like I said. Right, so there's a lot of stuff here. That's just the fact, right? I'm not saying this is healthier. I'm not saying there's nothing else that plays into whether you're in a deficit or not. But if you were scientifically in a deficit and you were in a lab, right, that would be the truth of it. Um, so people reply, it's not about a calorie deficit, but eating healthy too. Missed the point of the question. The question is singularly focused. Will you lose fat if you are 100% in a deficit, no matter what food you eat? And that is true, right? That is true. That doesn't mean your diet quality is good. It doesn't mean you're gonna feel energetic throughout the day. It doesn't mean you're gonna have good workouts. It doesn't mean you're gonna have the best optimal split and you make sure your hormones are functioning properly or optimally. You know, that stuff, it doesn't say anything about that stuff, but it does say the energy part right so that's the important thing so you can eat whatever food you want as long as you're in a deficit and some and some people are saying um 
I'm in a deficit, but I haven't lost weight, so it's not true. Well, if you're not losing weight, you're not in a deficit. It's just a fact. You cannot, if you're not losing weight, fat, over four, five, six weeks, right, and your stress levels are low, and you say you're in a deficit, you're not in a deficit. This is a scientific fact. You cannot escape that fact, right? A lot of stuff here, although I feel the type of food you eat affects the rate. Of course, if you eat more protein, right, you have protein as a higher thermic effect of food. So protein burns more calories to digest than carbs and fat, right? But that still adds to the calories you're putting in. It just means there's less net put, being put into the pot because there's more protein because protein needs a bit more to be digested or go into the pot. Does that make sense? Um, yes, I do, but there must be a focus on macro sale. You can't eat a block of chocolate every day and be good for you. No, you can't have a block of chocolate every day and be good. Well, actually, you can have a block of chocolate every day and it's absolutely fine. I mean, there's no... There's a... I can't remember what it's called. Some new disorder... It's kind of a clean eating disorder. It's like people think that you cannot eat chocolate every day and it's be healthy for you. Your health, right? How can I explain this and try and get it across? So not gonna be. What matters for your health isn't the small bits and bobs and if you have a chocolate bar or if you have oats or if you have white rice or brown rice or white potato or sweet potato. What really matters is that you're looking at your total intake on average over a week. So you wanna make sure you have enough protein so you are feeling satisfied, you're feeling full. Protein, they did, there's research on people, they were given these two groups, one group had a higher protein and you could eat whatever you want, the other group was given a low protein and then you could eat that whatever you want. The, pro, the group that was eating higher protein ate less even when they weren't tracking by three, 400 calories a day. Even when they weren't tracking, they just didn't feel as hungry. So your hunger or your satiety your hunger is going to come down your satiety is going to go up and you will eat less calories as a result of a higher protein diet right and protein is also more thermogenic than carbs and fats so it's a double win there the protein is great because less calories is added net and it's going to make you eat less calories because of the fullness so protein is an important macro this is why a turtle we don't just focus on calories because the importance of macros is 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 understated most of the time. People are like, yeah, just eat calories, deficit, you lose weight. Yeah, for sure, but all we gotta do, calories comes from macros, right? You work out calories from macronutrients, four calories protein, four calories per gram of protein, four calories per gram of carbs, nine calories per gram of fat. That's how you work out calories. But some people just want the calorie total and they're missing out on loads of easy wins. Easy win, increase protein. Easy win, making sure you have enough fats in your diet, right? People go really low fat, terrible for your hormones, right? You need to eat a decent amount of fat. Carbs, you, this, carbs is one of the things that varies the most. Some people prefer lower carbs, some people prefer high carb, but you still want to know, are you having enough carbs in your diet? Are you having enough kind of complex carbs as well? If your energy levels are shot all day, you have spikes and you have spikes of energy and you shot and you shoot down. Maybe you're eating too many simple carbs multiple times a day as opposed to having, say, a bowl of oats for breakfast, which will have a longer energy release because it's a more complex nature. So it'll take time to break it down to release the energy into the bloodstream. So having a bowl of oats can last four, three to five hours and keep you fuller for three to five hours. But if you had that in a simple form, such as sugar, then it's going to go in straight away and it's already broken down essentially. It's going to be straight in and you're going to have a spike of energy and it's come back down. So, of course, it's important to track the macros because we there's more to this than just fat loss, right? 
but the fact of the matter is you will lose fat if you're in a deficit no matter the food you eat this gives us a very nice slate to work from because there's research done the twinkie diet where the professor mark hobb ate just sugary sweets every day every three hours for 10 weeks right and he lost 27 pounds because he said if as long as i'm in a deficit i'm going to lose weight he ate twinkies he ate sugary sweets every three hours for 10 weeks he lost 27 pounds his health markers improved now that is a study done on himself some people's health markers might improve some more but what he wanted to show was that he is healthier in a in the quote-unquote healthier body weight than if he was overweight eating a quote-unquote clean diet what really helped his health improve was to drop his body fat percentage right and he admits that's not the best way to live he's not going to eat sugar every three hours for the rest of his life but he wanted to show i had the worst possible diet for 10 weeks and i was in a deficit and i lost weight my health markers actually improved because i was overweight and i brought it down now we're not going to that extreme at all but don't be scared of having a 50 50 diet some people talk about the 80 20 80 percent clean foods as they say nutrient dense and 20 percent processed i think it's more realistic 60 50 to 60 percent of the average person's diet is can is ultra processed foods cereals yogurts chocolate bars crisps all that stuff that's processed or ultra processed foods 50 to 60 percent of the average person's diet is that right and then we need to look at right okay so if i can get 50 percent or 60 percent of my diet and i make sure i have like lean meat so from vegan you have of nuts legumes all that stuff you have veggies and you have fruit right you of course want to eat solid quality stuff but the rest of the stuff don't be too hard on yourself if you are having a chocolate bar a day you are having two biscuits with your cup of tea you are having a drink after work because you're in it's christmas period and you go for a few glasses and you're going to work a few times a week but you're tracking it and as long as you're within your macros it's fine you'll quickly notice that doing that type of steady lifestyle changes will change and this is really important as well if you can understand you can lose weight by eating chocolates by eating crisps by having glasses of wine right that is such a click it's an aha moment and you'll realize that doing that steadily and moderately right having it in control and you start feeling healthier over time is a far better way of going about things than thinking you have to eat clean as they say to lose weight or you have to go away and not drink alcohol you have to not eat chocolate right that's not going to work long term because we live in a world of abundance and we have to face the facts and the reality is we are surrounded by abundance we all got social plans we've got lives we're going to live we're going to have temptations we're going to be surrounded by those foods so instead of abstaining from them we incorporate them understand we can still be healthy and have those foods right and that's it there's no more psychological stress about them there's a lot of stress that happens in your mind from the food you're trying to eat or not trying to eat and that psychological stress adds to something called allostatic load your combined stress from training psychological whatever the work and all this stuff right you have stress <clears throat> and there was even a study on women who had um, a dysfunctional uh, menstrual cycle <clears throat> and I'll butcher the facts to get the exact facts for you but they were managed to reverse the this um, the menstrual cycle dysfunction in some of these people with CBT alone cognitive behavioral therapy so a lot of it was to do with the perception and the stress response and the psychological stress they had 
And one huge thing to bring down stress was to have a look at how we perceive the actions that happen in our lives, how we look at things day to day. No matter what <clears throat> special diet you think is going to work or whatever, if you're always going to be stressed out about food day to day, causing psychological stress, that's going to have huge negative impacts on your life. And that's why the masterclass that people have done there and some of you are going through, a lot of it's focused on the psychological part. Why are we fighting food all the time? When food, when we look at our split of food, if we can have 50, 60% wholesome, nutrient-dense foods and then rest the processed or ultra-processed foods we're all used to and eating every day, if we can have that and not fight the foods all the time, not make food the enemy, not say I can't have this, I can't have that, there's just numbers, numbers go into the game of Tetris, which is macros, you try and fit the numbers in, ah, did I fit in, oh, okay, happy days, and do, like, I do some and change next, next day. <clears throat> we remove this constant battle of food that brings down your psychological stress a massive amount and when it brings down your psychological stress a massive amount you're going to hold on to less water water retention goes up when you got stress so cortisol that's one of the stress hormones when you are stressed cortisol goes up water retention go up and that can mask your fat loss for weeks you could be losing one pound of fat a week for four weeks but you're getting more stressed and more stressed and more stressed your cortisol is going up and up and up and you're holding on to more water and you've put four or five pounds of water retention on you're not going to see that fat loss progress for five or six weeks but by then you've already given up no doubt so that's why it's important that the psychological stress the one we put on ourselves is one of the main things we can control actually <clears throat> you know stress from work sometimes we can't do anything about it as in it's very stressful physically you are working you're in meetings you're flat out you've got kids at home you're just flat out that's stress right the stress from workouts that's why you shouldn't work out flat out all the time you definitely need to have rest days right but the way we perceive things, how we look at what happens to us and how we respond, we can massively reduce the stress we add to our stress bucket and reduce a lot of the problems that causes and we can reduce our water retention and we start seeing our fat loss results sooner even though that's not the main thing. I don't know if any of this makes sense to you but that's why there's a big focus on the book club tonight, Discipline is Destiny and it's about stoicism. It's really about discipline. Also how we look at obstacles in our life, the perception, um, we want to stop this conflict every day of doing stuff. We want to limit our uh, chronic stress, and that is really down to us. And we want to be taking responsibility about our lives as well. You know, we can't keep saying, oh, that's triggered me, this has triggered me. The tri Whatever triggers you is your responsibility, because you're getting triggered by something you see online, right? And your it's your story about the thing that's triggering you, and you do... If you're living in a reactive world online, getting triggered over every single thing, you're in for a really tough time trying to control your health. Because stress, chronic stress, has been documented for years before even the research came out on it. It was terrible for us. In the 1930s, Dale Carnegie, in his book about how to stop worrying and start living, he talks in that book about doctors saying then the most deaths in the US, like 90% stress related. They could see the stress coming through the people. They couldn't really, you know, didn't have the technology maybe to see exactly why. But we know now how bad stress is. We know categorically is a fact. And that's the main thing I want you to start focusing on. And one of the real big wins you can do to reduce your psychological stress is to focus one day at a time. Because you might be thinking, I've got to do this for five weeks. I can't do it. It's too long for me. And you go, well, you don't have to do anything for five weeks. You, you only have now to act. You only got today to do. So if you do today, right, you have a successful day. You wake up tomorrow, fresh head again, 
and you go again. That's the only act you can only take action in the now. <clears throat> you can do all the best planning you want. You can have the best advice. And I was thinking this um, yesterday on a walk. It's like the only thing that matters is action. Like I can learn as much as I want. I can go and learn everything in the world. But if I'm not taking action when I can, which is now, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to move. So what action are you taking today? You know, stop thinking of the small stuff that brings back nothing. We always focus on the minuscule stuff that makes no difference. I'm not worried about if I'm having white bread or brown bread, guys. Stop stressing about it. I'm not worried <clears throat> if I train today at 10 or in the morning or 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. I'm not worried about the training times. I'm not worried about perfect, perfecting my macros. I'm not worried about if I go over my fats or low and, or under my carbs and I go over my fat, uh, carbs and under my fats. I'm not worried if my protein today is 110 but tomorrow is 130 then it's 90. Like, <clears throat> you know, I'm looking at my averages and I do tweaks. My data will tell me exactly what I need to do. Scott, your average protein this week was 30 grams less than last week. What can we do about that? Okay, I can add a clear way shake in each day to boost my protein. Job done. I'll go with that. Happy days. Let's test that out. There's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to worry about. There's nothing else to catastrophize over. I simply do the obvious next step that my data tells me. <clears throat> if I'm not losing weight after four weeks, my and, I t and I think I'm eating 1,200 calories, obvious answer, either I'm highly stressed with insane levels of water retention or I'm not consuming 1,000 odd calories, whatever I thought I was consuming. So the next action is obvious. I need to be way better tracking for the next week just to see if that is true so we don't need to keep adding nonsense on towards we just see the facts we act and we have to act to make a difference so act now please track your macros now you gotta do it like it's not something you know we oh i want to track my macros you've got an amazing tool it costs a lot of money to build and it's got and it's there and your fingertips to do it's five minutes a day Right? Don't waste your time thinking, oh, this is so. there's some people around the world who got no access to tools, I guess. And we live in a world of abundance, which is quite hard, but we've got tools now to help us fight back against this. We can see screen time. We can see, we can track the food we're eating. We know exactly where we're going wrong and we can make changes to that. As long as you track though, as long as you're aware um, and use this as a prompt to get get that action, get action done. So you're feeling lethargic or you're on the couch or sitting down now, time to get up, go for a walk. If you're ready in work, um, you haven't got your lunch planned, well, like, go and do your best in the shop. It's all you can do. Scan something in. Don't, like, not do it. There's a lot of things, you know, you haven't trained this morning. Can you train later? If not, just, you know, leave it go. There's many other days of the week left to train. And that's really it, guys. Um, and I'll see you all at Book Club if you join.